this is Chris Ajoya, CEO of WTF Multimedia and founder of CSIAwareness.com. You are listening to The Statement Show with Zach and Terry. Get ready to make a statement. From the Night Shift Crew Studios in the D.C. metro area, this is The Statement Show. The lights are on. Hello, everybody. It's Tony Todd. You're listening to The Statement Show with Zach and Terry. Howdy. This is Michael Hawk, and you're listening to Zach and Terry and The Statement Show. Hey, guys. It's Ivonica Gabba of Macabre Theater, and you're listening to Terry and Zach on The Statement Show. Hey, this is your lithic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to The Statement Show with Zach and Terry. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. I'm Jim Harold from the Paranormal Podcast, but there's nothing to be afraid of because you're listening to... The Statement Show, Zach and Terry. Welcome back to another edition of The Statement Show. I'm Terry James. And I'm Zach Chahey. And you are listening to the podcast that fits in no category. Tonight, our guest, Chris DeJoya, self-proclaimed female version of Tony Stark. She is the CEO of WTF Multimedia, former vice president of sales at Google. And her story, A Cautionary Tale, one of the biggest federal cyber-stalking cases to date in U.S. history. Soon to become public in April of this year, we welcome Chris to The Statement Show. Hey, Chris. How are you? Just fabulous, guys. How are you? Good. Doing great. Now that we're like a year older after trying to figure out Zach figuring your last name out, huh? Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, come on. DeJoya. DeJoya. <laughs> See, I got it. DeJoya. You got it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Here, here's a little something, Chris. Me and you, we, we, we've got a little, we've got something, A, one thing in common, and that's, I'm sure, with the Georgia roots there, I like my Atlanta Falcons. I'm sure growing up in Georgia, you probably like Atlanta Falcons. At least I'm hoping so. The Braves, you know. Of course, yeah. I'm hoping so. However, you, you started talking to me back and forth, and you were saying that, you know, Georgia has the greatest country music stars. And ah, you might be living somewhere where they would be a little bit more. Well, you got to think about the well, most now. recent ones that's came sure. out within the sure. past couple of years. Are you going, you're only going recent. You're only going recent. You Because you're not going to tell me that anybody's better than Johnny Cash, right? Nah, well, George Jones. George Jones, right, right. You know, I mean, we can keep on with you. Kenny Chesney, so on and so forth. I mean, uh, but. Kenny Chesney's a sellout. I'm going to uh, Stop it. Stop that. I'm stop not a big Ken. I, I, I really I'm not the huge, I'm not the hugest country music fan, but, uh, and I, to be all honest, before I got married, I didn't listen to any country music, but my wife has broadened my horizons. So I, I, I like, uh, Toby Keith. I'm a big, uh, uh, Blake Shelton fan. That's probably my biggest one there. I just like his music mostly. Uh, it just kind of appeals to me. But I've been I to a, that, a bit- uh, to learn to appreciate country music. It's I guess whenever I moved to Nashville, I never really realized until I moved to Nashville. I should say what goes like the, there's songwriters behind it, of course, mm-hmm. duh. But some of the songs that have always resonated with me, I went back and I was thinking, I was like, damn, they were whoever wrote that song was fucked up. Like, <laughs> what in the world was going on in their life? <laughs> You're right. Well, I was never. So it was like put a whole new perspective on it for me. I'm like, because now whenever I hear songs that really resonate with me, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, who wrote that song? Like, I want to <laughs> know, like, what they were going through. Well, Nate, well, give us a couple of your favorites. Who are, who are the ones that stand out for you that you listen to the most? Do you think? Um, I like Maggie Rose. <laughs> um, she is actually um 
one of her songs she uh, released to put on our on my uh, on the CSI awareness website. Okay. Uh, that song uh, basically it's finding your own yourself without anyone else after you've been through a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That song, um, of course, gotta drop some Travis Tritt. Of course. Uh, I'm gonna be somebody. Love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, who can I go to? Um, you better be going to the so Zach Brown band. You better be going there. Oh, I got some stories about that. <laughs> Please do. We're, so we're all ears. I remember in college, um, some of my friends bought an old school bus, right? And they uh, fixed it up and pimped it out. And it was called the Big Red Bus. And we would go, we would ride in it to see Zach Brown play, like in Chattanooga. I'm actually from Dalton, Georgia, so Chattanooga is not that far. But during the summers, we would take the big red bus, and everybody would sign it. I'm talking about doing keg stands, going down the interstate like fucking idiots. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and Zach Brown was one of the first ones to sign the bus, so it became known as the big red bus or the Zach Brown bus. <laughs> And, um, I actually at, talked to one of my friends not that long ago that bought the bus. I'm like, whatever happened to the big red bus? He said, uh, it got towed that one night. We were shit faced and got put in. And he was like, and we couldn't pay to get it out. So it just sat there. I'm like, do you have any idea how much that bus would be worth right now? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, but Chris, we were broke college kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's funny because I, I've seriously saw him play in front of seven people before. Wow. And now whenever he comes into town, he'll always text or his wife will shoot a text like, hey, do you want us to get you back with backstage passes? And I'm like, no, I want to see you play in front <laughs> of thousands, hundreds, thousands of people, you know? Yes. So <laughs> Zach Brown Definitely, probably my favorite song by him is the Toes in the Water, Ass in the oh, Sand. Of oh, that is a great song. Great song, yeah. I'm not really Gilbert, and I do. There's some songs that I have by him and Luke Bryan that uh, mm-hmm. they never recorded. So why I have them, I'm not sure. But I saw Brent. I don't Gilbert know why and, they yeah. never recorded them, but they're good. So maybe one day they'll get put out. But. Uh, uh, Brentley Gilbert's, uh, we saw him in um, concert. He actually opened up for, uh, uh, of course, he's a big country star. I can't even think of his name. We went and saw him over at the Lube Center in um, the Jiffy Lube Center up in Virginia. But uh, Yeah, he, um, if y'all ever heard the song Dirt Road Anthem, the one mm-hmm. that they sold to Jason Aldane, and then heard the original version by him and Colt Ford, it is like black and white. Like, Dart Road Anthem, like, you can download it, you can YouTube it, the original version. It's badass with him <laughs> and Colt Ford. Colt Ford, you know, he, he's a rapper, country right. rapper. But right, right, I mean, sure. His, his feelings in it is so much different. And, like, Jason Aldean changes the words in it that mean a lot in it, too. And what's Just it called? Like what's the song Aldean's called? Song, Dirt Road Anthem. Dirt Road Anthem? Okay. Yeah. Y'all got to listen to that one. You want to talk about chilling to some George Jones? And it's good. I know. I know when we were talking about Who's just the best version, Brentley or or Jason? No, but Brentley Gilbert and Colt Ford, they wrote the song together. And Colt raps and Brantley sings the um, chorus of it. Okay. And then they sold that one to Jason Aldean. And then Brantley sold the best of me to Jason Aldean. And if you listen to Brantley's version, it is a lot better also. Like, it's just certain things that Brantley had in it. Like, for example, Brantley had 
in one part of it, stepping over my beers as I walked out the door. And I think Jason Aldean changed it to stepping over my suitcases. And I'm like, mm. that's the whole point is the beers <laughs> with the alcohol. Like, he's a coward. Like, why did you do that? But I get it. Like, <laughs> they got to change it. So. They do. But, yeah, the original versions of them, they're good. Sure, sure. I mean, you know what? I I mean, honestly, I could sit here and talk country music and or music in general with you probably all night. Yeah, but, but that ain't why y'all got me on the You phone. know, you know, <laughs> I mean, with, with with the amount of emails that we have. um, <laughs> We want to cover know, most of them. y'all got and, any, to be honest? And none of them country music, <laughs> you know. So, but obviously, okay, so we've we've. You've got quite the following, but you know, with, with our fans, you know, there may be quite a few that, that don't know who you are. So give us a little oh, bit of background sure. about, I'm yeah, sure. just, just give us a little background about yourself there. Um, well, like I said, I was born and raised in Georgia. Um, I went to the University of Georgia and I ran, um, cross country and did gymnastics for 15 years. And whenever I was recruited from Google right out of college, lived in Mountain View, California uh, for a while, lived at the New York office, London office for a while, until I basically I became a mom, life happens, and so I left and started my own firm, um, WTF Multimedia, um, focusing on social media marketing. And in the interim of me leaving Google to um, to start my own company, because it's a two-year notice whenever you leave Google. It's not like a two-week. Like, literally, it takes you two to three years to leave. Um, is that, I like, did, written in a contract, or is it just you can't? No, like, it's, it's just, not written anywhere. It's just that's how it is. Whenever you've been there, I was there for 10 years that I had to train people to take over the accounts I had, that there was a lot of people that didn't want anyone else to handle their marketing, and those happened to be the ones that came over with me. So, um, and they're still with me to this day. Thank you. And um, <laughs> so they, uh, that was one of the things. So it took a while, but in the middle of it, I became um, a victim of cyberstalking. And... Um, about a three-year-long battle, I finally have my life back. And it's like the Garth Brooks song, I'm learning to live again, guys. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, you know, obviously one of the the major reasons that we wanted to have you on the show, that the cyber stock is huge, you know, and, and that was a majority of our emails. Um, a lot of them sort of were the same, but yet different, and I think it's because... Uh, it was, it was a, it was a majority of females that were giving us e emails and we have one from Lisa Byers. Um, and she says that, um, you know, wondering if you were going to talk about, uh, how you caught your stalker. Um, basically because as a mother to three, she's, you know, and her kids are always on social media. She wants to learn as much about the topic of cyber stalking as possible. So, um, are you able to talk about that? Uh, there's, I will give you a disclaimer right now. There is some things I can, I can sure. say, sure. um, until it is released to the public. Mm -hmm. That is not my call at mm -hmm. all. If Absolutely. It was up to me, I'd be blasting every single <laughs> thing I can out to the world. But then again, I don't want to be in federal lockdown. Understood. So, <laughs> well, I tell you what, just make my story. I don't get it. You can but, say. Um, 
say as much as that you can. You but know, look at this way. You can still come on the show if you're in the federal pen. You just call someone of the pay phones. We'll take the collect call. Uh, yeah. <laughs> come day good drugs or something. To, I'll play my guitar to country music for you. How about that? Oh, that would be so sweet. <laughs> but how about, how about y'all just wait another month and then I can tell you everything. That sounds but, good. Uh, no, in my, in my case, Social media had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So that's the common misconception with cyber stalking is I wasn't on any dating sites. I was not, I had a Facebook from college that I hadn't even used in like three or four years. Mm-hmm. So the whole, like basically if you, if someone wants to cyber stalk you, they're going to cyber stalk you. It doesn't matter if you're avid on social media or not. So that kind of blew everybody's theory about becoming, does it make you more vulnerable to be, uh, to become a victim? Yes. But in the long run, in my case, it had absolutely nothing to do with me being on social media. Um, so that with what I did to get, okay, with my stalker being caught, it was, at the beginning, I it started out as emails being actually text messages sent to me through emails. And at the beginning, I thought it was just someone that had the wrong number, you know, this or that. And then I realized it was the text messages coming from my AT&T email account. So it looked like I was sending these to myself. And I was like, what is going on? It still brushed it off. Here I am, a person that worked at Google. You think I would have put two and two together for like the first six months? I didn't even realize what was going on. And um, then I started getting emails from six different accounts, and I had no idea if it was a guy or a girl or both, because they were so off the wall. From talking about like if I wanted to go shopping with them to talking about like. Just like somebody that I dated a long time ago fucking their girlfriend or their husband or some shit. It was, it was so crazy and off the wall. I had no idea what was going on. And then, um, they actually brought up my son Mm. and that's whenever, and it was too much. Like this person knew too much about my son that made me flip my switches and actually get in my technical mode. And what I did was, you can trace anyone's email account unless they know what they're doing. And whenever I went in to do a reverse email search, I found out that they were using um, a loopback server. And basically, a loopback server makes anyone um, it, it makes it, it makes your emails untraceable, and um, anyone can use it. And, but not too many people know what it is or how to implement it. So whenever I realized that that was going on, I realized that, um, there was a whole new ball game mm-hmm. and I filed a couple of local police reports. And after like 30 of those failed ones, um, I almost gave up until because half of the emails are text. Then they became into text. Um, the person just like, for example, I was on the phone talking to someone about getting my son a dog and we were in New York at the time. And whenever we came back home, there was a $2,000 Yorkie on my front porch with a note that said, 
now you don't have to let Fernox a dog anymore. I hope you enjoy it. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to oh like? God. Like, I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this dog? Y'all, I had to give it to the cable guy. It took me like a year <laughs> to get rid of this fucking dog. I did oh not my want God. This is like fatal dog. attraction stuff. Yeah, that is it, crazy. It, it, it was that, that's whenever I got, actually, I got on LinkedIn, to be totally honest. And I was like, mm. all right, who the fuck do am I connected with that's fed or TBI or anyone that can help me? And I just started sending out emails. And thank God I had one one guy from the TBI that um we had met a couple of times, but just at events. And I ended up talking to him that day. And he was like, you would be surprised. He's like, it happens more than what you would ever even know. He was like, most people just don't report it or they stay silent or this or that. And I'm like, well, I don't care why at the, at the time. I was like, I don't care why they're not reporting it. You know, I want it to stop and I have no idea who it is. That was the worst part about it. And, um, so he filed with the county that I lived in at the time for the, for the TBI to take the case. And that's whenever it became like a political war. It took a year for the TBI to get a case, to get my case from the, from my county, my local county. Like, what the fuck are my, is the county gonna do with it? They knew they couldn't do anything with it. Mm. After 30 failed police attempts, they didn't have the technology to do anything with it. So whenever the TBI got finally got a hold of it, they realized that my. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you saying? Are you saying TBI? Is this like TBI? A, Tennessee, is, Tennessee Bureau of, Invest, uh, of mm, Investigation. Okay, is that like okay. part of the FBI, or is that just like? The, the, every state has, um, like Georgia's the GBI, Tennessee's the TBI. Every okay. state has it, so it's the okay. it's the step before FBI. Wow. Okay. 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 And um. So what happened, yeah, so they, they took it and they found out that my phone had been hacked. And this was back before any of the cell phone software was out there to where you didn't have to have the person's phone in your possession at any point in time. So what my stalker did, he had actually coded the software for, that he used to hack my phone and then was selling it dark web for like 15 grand a pop. Wow. And um, when, whenever they figured out he hacked my phone, that's whenever the feds came in. So the FBI came in um, once they figured out that my phone was hacked for various different reasons. Um, and once they came in, it... Um, Everything started to unravel, but it got worse. It was a catch-22 with this guy. Mm -hmm. If I stopped responding to him, he it got worse. If I did respond to him, it got worse. So it was, it, like I'm saying, it was a catch-22. Every single day of my life, he would send me a text message from my burner phone. Like, one day I was at grocery shopping before I went to pick up my son, and I got a text message saying, what's taking you so long? You have to pick up your son from school, or you better hurry up. Wow. And I swear to God, where is Lifetime? I say it every single day of my life. Where the fuck is Lifetime? Because mm. um, I felt like I was living every single Lifetime exactly. that ever made, all in one. Um, this sounds like one of them Dateline the specials. public parking lot looking in car windows. Right. And... 
even at Easter, my the TBI had to follow me to the Georgia line, and then the GBI followed me to my damn uncle's house to make sure I was safe. And it was at, for Easter. And my grandfather was even like, all right, but how much money? Like, what's it going to take to make this go away? You know, my uncle said, money, money can't make this go away, you know? Like, nothing can make this go away. We just have to make, let the process handle it. So, they changed my name. I was deleted. My birth certificate, everything, I was deleted, gone. Four times from the world. Let's put it that way. Wow. I, nev- like, I never existed. And I've said, and I've written articles about my story, like, I don't think anyone knows how that feels until like you could experience it. Imagine your whole life, all, all your accomplishments, your name, everything gone. And it affects your family in so many ways, you know? Like for my mother, legally, she couldn't say that she had, you know, that I was one of her daughters because mm-hmm. there was no record of me. And, um, oh, my goodness. Then, uh, he posted an ad on Craigslist with seven pictures of me with my name. And the, he found out where they had relocated me at and the address saying I wanted to rape fantasy. I didn't want to know what time you were coming or your name. Just come in the front door. Then the feds are pulling me and my son out at, uh, two o'clock in the morning. Um, so he was, whenever he was caught, he was charged with 132 counts of attempted sexual assault. Because that's how many men showed up, and the posting was only up for eight minutes. Wow. Oh, my Lord. And, um... Some weird individuals, too. Whew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I learned that... I've learned... I learned a lot through the process. I mean, that's one of their things. If that's one of their things, I mean, I can't... I wasn't mad at them, because... You know, I was mad at the fact that, you know, the guy tried to have me right. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what? Go ahead. No, that's just the kind of experience that just jades you for life right there. I mean, are you are you still at a point to where, you know, no, can can you really never, ever can you really know. ever fully trust someone? I mean, can you ever really fully? No, I wore that electronic so or like. I always say, like, even though my story's over, like, and he will die in federal prison. My son has to go to therapy every single Monday night for what he did to me. How is that fair? It's not fair. Somebody tell me how that's fair. It's not fair. No. For my my five-year-old son has to remember what happened to me. I'm always like, son, you forget this and that. Like, why do you have to remember that? (laughs) But it's because it was traumatic. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, I'm always quadruple checking every single thing. So to me, whenever I started my own firm and focused on social media marketing, it was a way of me getting my life back Mm -hmm, because he took away so much from me. He took away my ability to trust. I'm talking about I was even scared to check my mail, to go outside and check my mail. I would imagine, yeah. And, um, he took away my, I mean, I became to where I had to be put on medicine, just not for depression, but for anxiety. To this day, I still, I, I avoid malls. I avoid, um, anything with big crowds. Otherwise, I got to take medicine before I go. 
I got used to always wearing my sunglasses because I didn't know who was stalking me. So it could be pouring down rain and I always have them on. It's just habit. Mm-hmm. And um, I never heard of this man or seen him before ever a day in my life until the day that he was arrested. Um, he had seen me. He had worked for a very, for a very well-known company. And that had made me a job offer whenever they found out I was leaving Google. And the CEO was flying in, and I went as a professional courtesy to say no. Um, I don't burn bridges in business. Mm-hmm. And he was head of I, my stalker was head of IT for that company. Jeez. And saw me, and he took it to trial. And during the trial, he was playing the insanity defense, and I almost let him have it, like, because of the fact that he he was seriously convinced that we had went out on these dates, and then I had rejected them, so he did what he did. But still, none of it made sense. Like, no one deserved to be put through what he put me through. So nothing justified his actions as much as he tried to justify it, mental or not. It didn't. And he only took it to trial because he knew that I would have to code to every single bond hearing, every every single thing. I would have to show up. So, um, the way that he was to answer her question on how he was taught, huh, I would not follow my own advice on how I did it, but, um... I was always watched, of course, by and protected. And I, like I said, I'm still a runner. I run marathons and blah, 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 blah. But every day I had certain routes that I ran. And I knew after he had, he was coming to my house and leaving more presents and more presents. One, oh, this is funny. Uh, one time he, uh, sent, he sent my son a, actually took it to my house. The, it was a Thomas the Train, one mm-hmm. of the roller coaster rider things, this mm-hmm. huge thing. And it was around Christmas time, so I thought at first maybe my parents had sent it or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Until I noticed, like, the box looked like it had been ran over, and um, there was a piece missing. I was like, oh, well, maybe it's out in the front yard because it looks like, you know, the box was damaged. And when I was walking back inside, I noticed that I'd missed before behind the huge box was a Jason Aldean CD <laughs> and a six pack of Nickelodeon Ultra. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, he's been stalking me for how long? And he thinks that I like Nickelodeon Ultra, which I don't, by the way. Who has a CD player anymore? And if I did, it would, I would not pop in Jason Alden. Like, oh, so, it's kind of funny. I was like, I'm calling it. Like, I don't know where the fuck y'all were, but somehow he managed to, to put more presents on my front door. And I was like, with this gay-ass Jason Aldean CD. Oh, man. And both for us. Whoever wants it, come get it. But, um... <laughs> it was just, just the, the anything you can think of this man did he did it but it was mm-hmm. that that was the one of the things that threw me off i'm like how long have you been stalking me and you're giving me like you're so off on that one yeah i mean i guess being a parent you know it's one thing when they do something to you but then you're starting to add the child into things and that's when you know that papa bear or and in your case mama bear starts you know really raring and 
and becoming a little bit even more pissier, you know, I mean, because like you said, what what does a five year old have to do with this? Nothing. You know, it's fine. He he was three at the time or three. Right. You know, I mean, fine. He he thinks that you're nice looking. He thinks that there's this or that. But what does the child have to do with anything? Yeah, And I'm the type of person when you can always call me whatever you want, say whatever you want about me, do whatever you want about me, but do not ever. Do not bring my child into it. You're right. You're right. And, and, you know, what was funny was like when we, when we really kind of knew that you were coming on the show, I, I did a little bit of homework and got in, and checked your, uh, you had something that came out, I guess that's when you really came out in June of 2015 with the, uh, I'm not who you think I am. And there was something in there that, that there was, there was a little blurb there that says, one, I'm not a sex symbol. Two, I do not have men beating down my door. Three, I don't go out and party. Four, it can happen to anyone. You know, five, I'm not this funny, happy person that I come across. You know, I, you know, I, I can be depressed. I am. Is, would you say that that still holds true going on, what, a year and a half later now? Do you still? Yes, because still I'm don't... not, I was labeled a sex symbol by mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I did, I modeled for forever and I still model now, but, mm-hmm. um, just for the fact as for original content. Um, I could, I could use other models, but I don't because I'm getting, because this is my life. That's right. what I used to do. And I'm, I'm damn it. I'm doing it again. As long as I still got the body to do it. <laughs> it's not like I'm out there doing like sweat, even swimsuit or nude stuff. No, mm. that's not the sure. point of the, of the content. But, um, no, I'm not a sex symbol. I'm not this funny, happy-go-lucky person, but I'm not depressed. That doesn't mean I'm depressed either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I am still just, uh, I'm a mother, and I own a company, and I'm trying to fight a good fight. That's what it comes down to. And I've come to learn that the more I speak the truth on it, the more people want to shut me up about it. Is that and true? Really? More people just want to shut you up about that. Wow. It, and, and it is true. And the, one of the main things that I've, that I've found out is it is true. Whenever you take a stand, you gotta be, I mean, cause I, I give other people a voice because whenever I was going through it, I started going to like conventions and like all, you know, to try to understand what was being done to me and realize that there are so there were so many women men and women mm-hmm. that just stayed silent because they didn't think anyone was going to believe them and then if they did believe them then where, who's going to help them sure the cop the local cops no no because they can't so in tennessee now after my case that every single law enforcement has to be certified in social media investigation twice a year well hmm. So that's one step in the right direction. Um, we got to figure out how to turn the computer on first, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one that, and oh, who gets volunteered to, to teach that class? I'm like, are you kidding me? Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? But uh, that was one step in the right direction. But also letting people, it's like we've gotten such enormous amount of response since I've started the campaign that I never imagined. I'm talking about two to three hundred emails a day with people asking for help, telling their stories, asking what they should do. And it's it's became overwhelming and it's um and it's gotten to the point where, okay, I partnered with manager ID 
which is a company that um, helps prevent the cyber stalking by hiding your identity online um, from sites that you would never even know it was on there. But now we're working more on the technology side of having basically once our software is developed, we will be able Anyone that downloads it or has the software, of course, it would be free. I'm never trying to make money from helping someone. Um, but basically, it it, cat, it catches everything for you. So in the long run, you're walking in and just handing the police your your case, and it's done. So that is the the long term goal in it. But right now, I mean, we've got to go through. We got to go through sentence. We got to go get a bill passed. We got to do this. We got to do that. And I cuss like a sailor. So they're trying to tell me I can't say this and I can't say that. And I'm like, fuck, why? (laughs) I get the same thing. Trust me. You know? The name of my company is WTF Multimedia. Like, seriously? (laughs) But that was because I am a marketing genius. I like to think in my head. Just let me think that. (laughs) So it made us show up organically. And literally, whenever you live in a world that's constantly changing every two minutes, there's a new algorithm, there's something new trending. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're literally walking around my office going, what the fuck is going on right now? So <laughs> It makes you think when you hear the name, too, WTF. So you're like, is, is yeah, that what she... Me all the time, what does it like, stand what, what does it mean? I'm like, whatever you want it to mean. <laughs> like, if you want it to think what, you, you're, what you're thinking it is, then you should, yeah. You should say, yeah, like, you should say, well, it, it means... what the fuck is with this question what do you think it means <laughs> i tell some people that are like super conservative i'm like oh no it means we talk funny because we're because we're from the south and i remember uh, this one guy said oh really no motherfucker like, if, you're gonna, if you're offended by my company's name why are you calling them like, no so, <laughs> What's the... so, no, but I mean, so that's my, I guess, what I got to, I mean, I did the corporate world for 10 years, I did the trophy wife, I did this, I did that, so now you either get me or you get mommy mode, which I can promise you are two different people, but, so to me, I don't know, I guess that's going to be my biggest hurdle, is, and plus, Oh, to sorry, rewrite back around. Um, how I got him caught was I. Ch- I knew that he knew my routes on running, and so I switched it up one day and I put myself out for bait, which was a really stupid move and could have got me killed, but it worked. And I cannot honestly 100% put my hand on the Bible and say that if I hadn't have done that, then he was. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm. Like, if I hadn't done that, I don't know if he would have been caught. Sure. I don't. Uh. So, I got mine caught in a way that I would not suggest to others, but that's the truth. And, I mean, I'm sure you've told that story several times to people saying, you know, what works for me may not exactly work for you. And you probably, like you just said, don't even suggest doing it the way you did it. It just so happens, though, that it did work out for you. However, if you hadn't went that route, you might, I don't, you, the way this guy was going, you don't really know what was going to happen. To the point to where, I mean, he had posted those ads on Craigslist. Um, he ended up getting charged with over 3,000 counts felony harassment, 3,000 counts felony stalking. Um, it was, that, I think 134 counts attempted sexual assault. If I said that wrong, sorry, sorry earlier. Um, it was over 500 counts of attempted murder. So it's um, safe to say he's not going to see the light of day? 
No. Okay. Um, and then you had to throw in attempted rape also. Plus computer fraud, plus this, plus that, and a lot, and most of them they kept the the, the felony stalking and harassment and that stuff like state time, to where he would do the big ones federal time, but they made it once he finishes one sentence, he starts another. Sure. So, so they're concurrent. But, yeah. Uh, so he will, he'll die. Actually, yeah, I mean, because there are so many things I want to talk to. First of all, thank you for sharing that story. It's it's absolutely incredible. I mean, but obviously we do have other questions that that don't have to do with that. So let's start with this one Uh, from Jeffrey says, I have always been a huge fan of Chris. I've watched her growth, especially on Instagram. Any quick tips you can ask her to give? OK. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, there is no quick tips. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's, um, my growth became because I say whatever the hell I want to say. Mm-hmm. And if it's funny, then I'll make it funny. And <laughs> so if it's hashtag something that is completely PG, I'll make, I'll make some quick content real fast and watermark it with our logo and throw it out there. So, my best tips for growth is to always, uh, on Instagram, on Instagram, you got to use at least 20 to 30 hashtags that are relevant and always tag people in it. I can't hold my attention that long. I'd be done. <laughs> Dude, what about- I don't, I hate social media, to be honest with y'all, and I tell everybody that, mm-hmm. but for business-wise, it works. And well, the Instagram, I love it. Would you and say, would you, would, the only would, one that gives me inspiration, like it motivates my ass. Would you say LinkedIn is worth, worth, I mean, is it good for business? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I see on here it says, please do not waste time, my time or yours by sending me useless messages that are not business related. I can promise you. I'm not going to date you from a LinkedIn message. Now move on. <laughs> so I, I guess what I got to do is. Work. I got a whole Pinterest board you dedicated really? to all the fucking weirdos <laughs> that send me all these messages every day. Oh, and my goodness. It's, no, it's like, okay, I, and I find it so funny. I see all these people posting, and I got like over 20,000 connections on LinkedIn. So all these people out there hustling on, on you know, LinkedIn every day, and here I am sitting here. How many people? can I piss off of just one post today? <laughs> that is my goal on LinkedIn. Well, <laughs> but do you know that every single one of our new clients has came from LinkedIn? Is that right? And we have went from 34 clients in the past two years to over 800. Wow. So, but they come to us because they know I'm real. Give us you a know? quick synopsis. Give, give us a quick synopsis. What does your company do? Explain to us what WTF Multimedia is and what you do. Well, we do every kind of marketing there is under the sun. Okay. We I don't limit it to just social media marketing. I mm-hmm. do not. Um, if a client wants a damn billboard and it makes sense, every client is different. That I mean, we have the capabilities of doing that. Um, so anything digital, anything commercial-wise, anything radio, any kind of marketing under the sun, we do it. So we we come and, to we bring the statement show to you, and you can pump us out there. That's how kind of what you would do. Y'all need my help, especially though. <laughs> y'all are only big on Twitter. <laughs> hey. Oh. You're we're, killing me. Yeah, we're bigger oh, than God. that. <laughs> we, hey, yeah. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, by the end of the week, at least two people would have listened to your podcast. Now, come on. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, but, 
today, and my mom said I would never amount to anything. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though. My mother never said that. We're going to have to do Powerball uh, before we can afford you, though. Right. <laughs> Everything that she's saying is right. We're, we are enormous on Twitter. and Well, not enormous, but big on Twitter. And everything else is sort of just... We've kind of neglected it, so... Yeah, yeah I mean... That's it, all y'all focused on. I already did right. my whole analysis of y'all. Mm. That, oh, that's, that's all y'all focused on was Twitter mm-hmm. for a while. Uh-huh. You're right. You're and right. Um, I was shocked you didn't at least have, you know, an Instagram, because y'all can do Instagram stories and fucking kill it. Really? Y'all Terry's kill it with Instagram stories. Terry's our social media guy, so you listening to this, Terry? Terry is the Twitter guy. Terry well, is not now Terry's going to be Instagram guy. I hey, do the Jack, Facebook, but we really, to be honest, we just started getting into that. So Zach's the Facebook guy. Do you see where that is, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what? Well, I think it was at thirty-six likes. Yeah, so uh, we have it. What, 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 did Michael, what is Michael wanting me to do here with this thirty-six likes? So we are yeah, not tapping. Okay, great, great, great. I'll tell you. Okay, Chris. How, how, how are we supposed to get, okay, we're, we're not alone here. There's other people that are probably thinking this very same question. I have 30 or 40 or 50 likes. I want to build bigger and better on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Let's start with Facebook. How, how do we get hard guys? Facebook is hard. That's how I feel. Twitter's easy. Twitter's easy. The more admins you have on there, invite, invite, invite until you get carpal tunnel. Invite, Mm -hmm. invite, invite. And then you got to post the right engaging content. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about the rule of thumb is to post five things that it ain't got shit to do with y'all or what you do because it doesn't matter what you like. It doesn't matter what I like. It's what your fans are going to like and what they're going to share. So, for example, let's just use LinkedIn. If I like something of y'all's and share it on my LinkedIn, boom, it goes out to 20,000 people that's never even fucking heard of you before. I'm just saying that, that you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, virtual nod here a little little virtual elbow you know so so you can do that for me right you can you can whatever it is that you can do on linkedin because uh i'm gonna be real with you here we literally just start we started the podcast decided this is what we wanted to do and social media was just something that was just part of it you know hey we need yeah, to get our you know what I mean? I'm, sure it was just one of those things and i knew absolutely positively nothing about twitter never been on it never even really dealt with it, didn't know anyone on it. And I just began. And then that's, it's how it started, you know, and now there's 23,000 followers or whatever. But with all that being said, I, I, I don't know the first thing about, for all I know, Twitter could be going by the way. Is, is, is Twitter a thing still? I mean, is well, it, is I'm it, a, like I said, oh I my God, do not even ask me that. It's so funny. One of my clients, which I, I don't really mention who my clients are too much, sure. but this one I can, they're charity bomb. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's actually a really good organization, but uh, he, this is so. us. Hashtag this is us was trending the other night, mm-hmm. and I just made some content real fast and threw it up there, and it got like over like 600 retweets and like all this stuff. And he texted me the next day. He was like, "That was a phenomenal posting. Me and my wife love that show." And I'm like, "What show?" 
He's like, this is it. This is us as a show. I'm like, oh, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what half the shit is that's trending. I just look at the numbers behind it and just throw something in on it. Because my life revolves around, like, SpongeBob and shit. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about any TV shows or. Come on you know, now, I'm like a SpongeBob fan too. Or, <laughs> so you're you're asking the wrong person. But like with Twitter, like Twitter is it? You want to know how you? The best way to start trending on Twitter is the Blast Comcast with something funny. Blast Comcast with something funny, and I'm telling you, every single time I've turned it on Twitter, it's because of those reasons. Like, I had Bob Saget even join in on one of them, <laughs> and then I trended longer than Bill Cosby did. I'm not kidding you, and I'm like, the why am I trending for that? That's like the wrong one. Like, I never, like, I've always wanted to trend, but now I'm trending because I blasted Comcast. Like... <laughs> Got me out of my contract. Blast Comcast. I just wrote that down. I'm, I'm going to do it when we get off the show. I'm just going to blast Comcast for no apparent reason. Yeah, but yeah, problem I is I have. Like how to legalize. Uh, I got. How to legalize. Uh, or how to stop the, the crime on uh, drugs. First, legalize it everywhere. Two, make it to where you have to buy it through Comcast customers. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> that would end the war on drugs. <laughs> Oh man. And make it legal. <laughs> and take Comcast down too. <laughs> so, that it was pretty funny and it I guess it deserved to be trended, but still. So are you saying that like right now we should probably be starting to head towards Instagram versus Twitter? That's what you're saying? Well, you've got to go, you've got to move, like, you cannot be big on just one platform, guys. Mm-hmm. You are a podcast. Mm-hmm. Any right. company, you can't be just big on one platform. Especially, I mean, somebody asked me about Snapchat the other day. Now, if right. we're talking like six months or a year to now, and I'm, and I'm Snapchatting, one of y'all drive down here and hit me because <laughs> I'm, I'm not Snapchatting. I think it's stupid. Right. But the other ones, yes, with, with everything, especially with Instagram, Instagram's owned by Facebook, but it's a lot easier to get followers and to grow on Instagram than it is Twitter because the hashtags mean more and you're not limited to the characters. Oh, okay. Okay. So well, I've been telling them. I'm, I'm a big tech podcast person. I listen to a lot of tech podcasts and I know kind of the news that's going on and Twitter, uh, they haven't made a profit in 14 quarters. So. Well, Twitter, though, is the only ones, guys, where you can actually talk to somebody. Yeah. And you got Bill and and you got and you got Trump who's making it famous. (laughs) So he's toning it down a little (laughs) bit. Even more so. Oh, my God. Um, Like. I don't, I'm, I'm non-political because in my world, that's always been the one you, mm-hmm. I can't talk about religion on social media, like my clients can't either, like, and I can't talk about politics. You, you just can't talk about those things. It's like the rule of thumb. Well, politics and religion. Marketing yeah, is. because everybody has their own view and they don't want, and the minute you say something that's different from theirs, they feel passionate about something they mm-hmm. they can't and if they don't agree with you then it's kind of like a clashing of of uh, attitudes or oh yeah and then so. you get categorized as like a blah 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 fan or this and that mm-hmm. like uh, like especially with my cyber stalking like someone actually had the audacity to send me a message on LinkedIn not that long, just this week saying hey Chris I heard you were a call girl how much and I was Ooh. like 
Is that supposed to be a motherfucking joke? Like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and called up one of my clients, who is one of my best friends. He, because this guy was in Philly, my clients in Philly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you know this guy? And he said, no. I said, I'm going to send you a screenshot of what he just sent me. Long story short, the guy ends up calling me and apologizing to me and trying to say it was based off one of my posts about Trump. And I'm like, motherfucker, why are you calling me to give me excuses? I'm non-political. I don't ever post anything that's political. (laughs) So, like, what, like, what's really going on? And he was like, well, with your cyber stalking and this and that, I'm like, oh, so that means that I'm political? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so that means you can call me a prostitute? You dumbass. Like, I will put you out of business. I wish, I, sh- I should say his name right now. But- <laughs> Do it. Because <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would have to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's- what? I just but feel someone else should be taking her. Right. So, yeah, stay away from the politics. But with Instagram, the I mean, guys, you could be doing the same thing you're doing on Twitter, and you're not limited with the characters. And with the more hashtags you could throw in, like, you need to be throwing in hashtag friend dress or hashtag the WWE guy that my sister would probably bust a nut over if she ever met. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. She's, like, huge WWE, like... I had to get her and her fiance the WWE belts for Christmas, and I was like, "I cannot believe I'm buying these on Amazon." (laughs) Well, we're we're we're, we pride ourselves on uh, interviewing anybody, any topic, within reason, of course. And then, I mean, obviously, we've seen we've done porn stars, we've done uh, from porn stars of Fran Drescher or Kurt Angle, Olympic gold medalist, my one of my personal favorites, by the way. Yeah. Hashtags on Instagram, yeah, y'all would kill it on Instagram. So with Instagram, is that something like 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 you just is are they like you just invite friends like Facebook or is it just like Twitter to a degree where well, you understand you understand like I, people? No, 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 with Instagram, okay. If you start an Instagram account and you have a Facebook account, it'll automatically notify your friends that you're on Instagram. Okay. And then if you know, if you do the sync your contacts, it'll show up to, you know, all, everyone in your phone, phone book contacts that you're on Instagram for them to follow you. But, um, no, you choose, I would choose like the top 50 people you want to follow. Well, you're number one at this point. You know that, right, Chris? You're the, you're the uh, number one, you're so, the number one person we're following right now. So, you get that. Yeah. So far, it's, so far it's you. <laughs> I'm going, like literally when this podcast is over, I'm going to follow you. You're going to be like I mean? the first person we're following. And, and you are number one. <laughs> It's funny because I think I know who that Jeffrey guy is because uh, he asked, he reached out and asked for me for some advice like a month ago. And I gave him like that advice. I was like, you know, like my name has like a lot of like my hashtag. My name has a lot of uh, posts behind it. I was like, I don't care if you want to use my name to throw throw it in there like the hashtag wise. And like two weeks later, he sent me a message. He was like, thank you for that. He was like, my following has went up and I looked and it had it went up like probably 300% just by posting the right contact with con- content with the right hashtags. Hmm. So, and it's all about the hustle and the grind and the, the luxury. People love that. And if y'all are interviewing celebrities and shit, y'all would kill it. 
Well, and shit. I'm, I'm, totally in shit. <laughs> I'm definitely going to start an Instagram account tonight. And like I say, you are the very first person we're following. I promise you, you're the very first person. You we're and then follow. Michael Hawk. And we do have something from, um, <laughs> like, I don't know if this name is real. It's as basic as it gets. His name is Bob Jones. I don't know if that's real. Are you insinuating that's somebody? Bob, that's Bob. Oh, so you know Bob. Yep, that's Bob. Oh. He's one of my clients. Yep, Excellent. Oh. Bob. All right. Well, Bob Jones, your client, says, I see that you've been posting a sweepstakes-based charity campaign. How can I find out more? I like that. There mm. you go, Bob. That's how you it do wouldn't things. Have, wouldn't have anything to do with charity, Bob, would it? <laughs> <laughs> so how do you find out more? About charity that, bomb. That, that fucker that was a smart move he just did <laughs> I, I like it that's what i'm saying nice job well done bob yes yeah well done bob hashtag fucker he's retarded i like <laughs> it is, it, it, it's actually like there's i don't take i turn down clients more mm-hmm. than most people like i'm not the marketer that takes on everybody let's put it that way if i don't believe in you or your product or your service i can't market you i just can't it's not going to come out full-hearted and it's just it's not not you're not going to see an roi and i'm not about to waste anybody's money so um with that being said charity bomb it's what the way it works is that they basically it's like almost they give charities and he hand picks the charities so it's not like anybody any charity can just go sign up you know he hand picks the charities and offers everything under the sun to them that most charities can't afford to do like races or fundraisers or this and that so to be able to raise money for the nonprofits or the profit and they also do like camps for um children like grief counseling camps for children that have lost parents and so bob to answer your question just go to charitybomb.com <laughs> uh, i like that <laughs> like so yeah it'd be like uh tell us tell us how can you find out more about the statement show um, yeah, yeah. Tell- this is zach <laughs> from <laughs> statement show we got a well, question we got a question unless you're on twitter <laughs> you're not gonna know about it she's fucking killing us oh, oh man this is gonna oh, be you know, this is this gonna is be not a, funny no more. this is gonna be the podcast that never sees the light of day it's gonna come out of the arcade <laughs> archives oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> well you know what here no 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 i've got an email right now that i feel like like it's, it's not bad it's just is this the priceline one no, 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 no. Oh, this you got to ask her that one, though. Oh. No, you're going to get to that. That's going to be the last one. I'm saving that one for last because it's a good one. But this one is, I don't know if you know this guy or not, Nick Gomez. Do you know Nick Gomez? No. All right, good, because this might be your chance to get the heat off of us and go on this guy a little bit. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe you don't feel like. But anyway, he says, what does a guy have to do to get her to be my mentor? She turns down. <laughs> she turns down everyone. A lot of us would like to know why. Because I cannot, for one, my methods are totally unorthodox and they're out of the box. I mean, you're talking to the person who actually sent Tom Hanks, like a 1930s typewriter, for one of my other clients to get him to be on their podcast, by the way, and it worked. Really? Hmm. Yes. So what can I say? Um, he even typed back a letter on it and it's pretty funny. I have it 
primed. Um, <laughs> well, I seen a picture with you and Robert Downey there. What do I gotta, what do I gotta send Robert Downey? I am not, what are y'all going off the self-proclaimed female version of Tony Stark from the press? I don't talk to the press. They just go off my LinkedIn <laughs> and they think, and they, and they make it act like they had this whole conversation with me. <laughs> well, no, 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 they did not. I am the female version of Tony Stark because I was taking apart computers and putting them back together at four years old and I was the weird kid and the smart one and I just don't. Yeah, I took a lot of I took a lot of electronics apart too, but I just never got them back together. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm, I'm very good at taking them apart. Yeah, I mean, I just don't fly around in an Iron Man costume, not because I don't want to, because I mean, he hasn't given me one yet. Oh, there you but go. I mean, if he would, that would be great. I would totally do it. But well, I'm a huge Marvel geek too. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. admit it. I was before I even had my son. Like I get more excited about some stuff than my son does. I'm always like, We're going to Comic Con. I'm using my press pass. You're gonna get to meet blah 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 and he's like, Mommy, that's not the Hulk because it was he wasn't in character. <laughs> and I'm like, Yes it is <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. I try to take my daughter to all kinds of movies and she just looks at me like I'm a weirdo. I say, Look, I need you, I need to take you so I don't look stupid. I yeah, need, my, I I need like, you I with remember, me. You're my pass. <laughs> I remember whenever the Ninja Turtle movies came out a couple of years ago, like my son was scared of them at the time. And he was, I was like, don't, no, there's nothing, you do not need to be scared of these turtles. We're going and you're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mentor anyone because for one, I use the knowledge that I learned at Google and then the two years of me been doing this, I cannot explain that. And plus, I mean, I say whatever I want to say. Go off the fly with what I do. So, I mean, I don't mentor anyone not because take it personally, just because, like, I would be a probably shitty-ass mentor. Like, you're not going <laughs> to learn anything from me. Which, you know what, That's kind nice. of takes us into the very last email that oh, we have. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Price so, line. mentoring might have been out the door with this particular email. So tell me, you you know what, this might not even be true, Chris. I don't even know. But this is this is, this is is from Crystal Pardee. You know Crystal? I've heard the name. Okay, here we go. So here's how this goes. I was a VP for, and I was in the meeting we had with WTF Multimedia regarding the, regarding the handling of social media. Chris actually told the CEO in the middle of the meeting to, and I will quote, go ahead, can you finish that one, Chris? You know. Go suck a big black dick. Oh, my. Oh, we didn't have that one part in there, but okay. The, the well, the black part, part was not in there. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I had to say the black part of it, because I don't know. But I did. <laughs> and so then you walked out. Yeah, go suck a big dick. That's right. And it says, and then you walked out. We were all shocked, picking our jaws off the ground. And her assistant said, you said the only thing to her. I asked what could it had possibly been. And that said the response was, you said you couldn't, you could get past her beauty to see the tech side in her. And then her assistant walked out. We were all floored for a few weeks and then realized that girl has some balls. Damn, I had never heard anyone speak to him like that. Fast forward to present day, I have left Priceline and started my own company, and now I know first. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And let's see. Now I know firsthand why that one statement is the wrong thing to say to a woman in the tech world. So many question is, can she give it? So I'm sorry. So my one question is, can she give any advice on to handle situations like that without saying? 
go suck a dick to one of the biggest. I guess CEOs. I, I guess I missed it. So what, what, what exactly did they say that pissed you off? I didn't, I didn't catch it. Okay, I'm not gonna say if it was because uh, after this, this so-called meeting, their attorneys called me for forever, asking me to please not blast them on social media, and I'm like, why the <laughs> fuck would I do that? So I had a meeting with a very big corporation, and here's the thing: is that we don't do any advertising whatsoever. My company doesn't. It unless you want to count my stupid ass. Actually, I really do love my content that I post. <laughs> I really do. Uh, as advertising, then boom, that's it. But so if I'm in a meeting, I'm in it because y'all, y'all called and y'all set the meeting. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, y'all flew us out there, you came to us, and so I'm in the meeting. And I'm not in the meeting to sell myself to you. You got to sell yourself to me. Going back to, you know, unless I believe in you and blah, 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 I'm not going to take you on. So sell yourself to me. I'm not going to sell myself to you. I'm not the one that made the meeting. Right. And um, so the thing with women in tech, we're a dying breed. Like, just like even at my jiu-jitsu class a minute ago, one of uh, my partners was, he was he was in the tech world. And I said, how many women work for your company? And he said, three. And I was like, huh. yep, goes to prove my point. It's very hard being a woman in the tech world. It is, it is a man's world, mm-hmm. is what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people think it's easier for women, but it's not. And so in this meeting... Uh, he basically said to me in the middle of the meeting, he was like, he stopped me in mid-sentence and he said, well, I just can't get past your long blonde hair and those beautiful green eyes to actually see the te- the techie, geeky wow. side of you. Mm-hmm. And I was just sat there and I looked at him and I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. Like, and he has all of my numbers and my numbers speak for, for speak for themselves. Like the mm-hmm. numbers can't lie of what I've done for other companies, you know? And I'm just like, you know, what do you want me to do? Dye my hair black, put on fucking homeless clothes and walk in here with big ass motherfucking glasses on, looking like a fucking emo motherfucking looking bitch. So you will think that I'm, I'm, I'm geeky or I'm this or I'm that. I was like, no. Go F fuck yourself and suck a big. Yeah, no, I know where you're at. No, <laughs> I know. Obviously, you've got some things happening. We do not want to hold you any longer, Chris. You have been absolute. Just to kind of make sure that we get everything out there. If you wanna, you wanna, you wanna pump anything. You wanna throw your websites, throw Instagram, all the other things that we're not on. Do you wanna throw your stuff out there? But we'll be on by the end of the weekend. Hey, yeah, but we'll definitely be on. More following, so I need everyone once they get up, once y'all hear this, to make sure that y'all go on Instagram just to see if Terry is actually holding to his word about going to follow me on Instagram. And then if he is, I want everyone to message me to let me know. Yes, there we go. We'll do that. Here's a few things I'm taking away from this interview. Immediately after this podcast, I'm blasting Comcast. Okay. Without <laughs> Okay. Number two, I'm starting an Instagram and I'm following you. First things first, following you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the very last thing that I took away from this is that Bob Jones is the smartest person alive right now. I figured these things, these three things out. That was, that was well played. Absolutely well played. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate everything. Thank you so much. You've. Of course. If y'all ever have any questions, y'all know how to get a hold of me. Oh, you know, you know we, we will. will. All right, y'all have a good night. Thanks, it's Chris. Friday. Go have fun. You have a great night. You too. Bye, Bye. guys. So, <laughs> that was Chris.
Oh, man. So I guess uh, we all know we're going to have an Instagram account going up. Uh, Yeah. Hey, at least. All right, everybody. We're on Facebook at The Statement Show because I finally created that name. I'm thank you, Michael Hawk. By the way, thank you. (laughs) Calm check. Anyway, um, Michael Hawk with the hooch. So that kind of gave me the idea when I looked at ours. We are new. I am new to Facebook, the whole Facebook (laughs) thing. And. We're just getting rolling with that. So come on, you should follow us. If anybody's listening to this, follow us on uh, a Facebook at The Statement Show. So it's you know the accessible The Statement I mean, Show. <laughs> in all fairness to us, Zach, we are, we're we're what do, how many episodes are we in right now? We're not at we're in the thirties now. We're just getting started. But look at our guest yeah. lineup. Look at the people right. we're getting <laughs> on. Right. So you know, I mean, give us a little slack, Chris. Come on, the show I mean, the show's only getting better. So look, the, and uh, every person we've had on the show, I've enjoyed. Um, with exception Absolutely. of maybe one or two, which you'll <laughs> never know about. So, um, <laughs> unless, unless this episode's never put out and archived and is put out <laughs> the archive 20 years from now after I'm long and dead, probably. But, uh, she was pretty, she was pretty cool. She, I, I love, I, I, I love, I love someone that just comes out and says what they want to say, you know, absolutely no filter. I love that. I think that's just because that's, that's, that's me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm that no filter kind of person. Mm-hmm. And her just saying what she wants to say is absolutely, it's, it's, it's refreshing because there's so many, everybody tries to be correct in every little thing that they say and do. And then finally, when someone just says something, you're like, Oh no, is she supposed to say that? But you know, she did. She doesn't care. And you know what? Hey. I don't know, Zach. I don't know. But I can tell you this. I'm getting an Instagram account tonight. All right. So everybody's going to listen to us on, or everybody's going to follow us on Instagram. That's the whole picture thing, man. So I never know. I bet you're going to be the whiz at that one. You, you already do Twitter and you do YouTube. I do the Facebook. So uh, you're kind of our marketing genius. So, but yeah, she's right. You know, we need to have more of a presence out there. And I guess that could teach anybody who's out there online that you have to, you can't just focus in no one area. So. Yeah. I think that was the one thing that she drilled home right there. That And that you have to be diligently uh, hitting it four or five mm-hmm. times a day on each platform. It can't be a once a week kind of thing because uh, and it has to be different subjects. It can't be just stuff about you. It has to be something that engages people. So I, uh, she I mean, think, she definitely taught us a lot. I would, you know. Yeah. Inspiration. And, and like you said at the beginning, you know, I can accept constructive criticism. Not every not everyone thinks that we're going to do the greatest job in the whole entire world. But, you know, like I said at the beginning, there's there's a difference between constructive criticism and just going personal and you know. Actually, yeah. So, no, we do have a limit to the questions. Right. If we feel the questions aren't tasteful or if we don't think uh, it's going to be insulting to uh, the guest. So and it's and, and long story short, it's it's our show. So right. uh, I'll say whatever the hell I want to say. And I'll say and if I don't like the question, I ain't never going to get on there. So that's that's pretty <laughs> much how it is. It's an anything goes show, but it's our anything goes show. And if you listen, that's just how it is. But we're trying to put stuff out there you want to hear. And I don't think certain things are things you really care about. I, I really don't think that's that's the goal of the show. So it's we're trying to be entertaining. And like I said, we're getting better. We're not right. professionals, but um, we're getting better. We did have a lot of great questions, though. It just seemed like one especially just went over. Yeah. Over, yeah. You so, know, it went out of bounds. And that's just something that we can't do. We agree. It just, it's, yeah. So I do want to say we appreciate all the questions we got. I'm sorry we couldn't get to them all. Um, mm-hmm. But we do appreciate all the questions that we did get. We thank Chris for coming on The Statement Absolutely. Show. Remember, at Facebook, at The Statement Show, you can go mm-hmm. and follow us on iTunes and leave a comment for any of the shows. Past shows include Stan Freeman, UFOologist. Uh, uh, 
uh, with some of the other uh, gold medalists. Yeah, Fran Drescher, gold, uh, Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. Um, we've had Lillian Garcia from the really? WWE. So yeah. Michael Hall. Yeah, Michael Hawk, Green Beret, kick ass. Yeah. So listen to some of our past shows and and. And, and, and if you're into the adult content, go to thestatementshow.com. There's a little tab there right on the front page says After Dark. That's where we have a little bit more of the risque, if you will. Um, yeah. Not, yeah. Podcast, you know, so, I mean, you know. Our website, uh, of course, uh, thestatementshow.com. So if you want to email us, you can go to thestatementshow.com. There's all the links to our shows, all the guests that we've had, soon to be sponsorships on there you can click on. And then obviously we're going to be on Instagram soon. So I don't have a handle for you, but well, that's to come. And you got to let Chris know if we're on there. So to see if we follow her advice. So that's all up this, that's all on Terry. You heard it. It's all Terry. So if it's not on there, it's Terry's fault. By the time this podcast comes out, I'm promising you we will have an Instagram account and then you're going to follow us on it. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on all of them. Come on. And and I'm going to tell you, to be honest with you, Zach will tell you, we absolutely love interacting with all of all of our fans. We do. We love it. I try to get back to everyone. I really do. And I know Zach does as, as much as we can. I promise you. If, you know, you leave something good, great. If you leave something bad, you feel like we need to do something different, great. And especially if there's guests that you want to want us to interview, hey, send them along. We love suggestions. Sure. We'll do the best we can. No, no promises. We, you know, not everybody wants to come on our show and we get a lot more interest than you think. So we have some future guests coming on. People we're working on. I'd rather not say right now because, you know, it, until you get a confirmation, you never know for sure. So, yeah. So, but we're looking forward to some of the guests we're having on. I'm really excited. Uh, the show's just growing so uh yeah any constructive criticism i'd love it It, that on a great note i'm just gonna leave it out you know we're gonna be on instagram we're at the statement show on facebook uh youtube uh thestatementshow.com listen for future episodes listen to all of our past episodes harry that's that's it for me man it's been a hell of a friday night Mm -hmm. and uh the lights are out see ya by the end of the week, at least two people would have listened to your podcast. Now, come on. Oh, <laughs> tell some people that are like super conservative. I'm like, oh no, it means we talk funny. Don't tell me because we're because we're from the south. And I remember oh. this one guy said, "Oh really? No, motherfucker! If you're, if you're offended by my company's name, why are you calling Nickelodeon?" And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, he's been stalking me for how long? And he thinks that I like Nickelodeon, which I don't, by the way. (laughs) Our guest tonight, self-proclaimed, no, wait, sorry, DeJoya, DeJoya, DeJoya. Got it. Um, (laughs) Want me to go again? (laughs) Take four. Yes, Terry, go for it. Yep.